Welcome back to XOXO Jess, where we dive deep into the world of greeting cards, the highs and lows of entrepreneurship, and the mindset tools needed to start creating the business of your dreams today. I'm Jessica Walker, your host and greeting card guru here with another Wednesday episode. And this week I'm talking to Jessica Whittle of Jess A Little Creative. Jess A Little Creative is a one-woman business based in the Cotswolds in the UK, and her business began from a combined love of patterns and sending greeting cards. She has a really unique style, and I'm so excited to bring you another chat with a card maker episode. So, without further ado, welcome Jessica. Hi, Jess. Really great to talk to you. So great to have you. I'm really excited that we connected over Instagram and that we can talk about your greeting card journey. I love your card style, it's so unique. I see it nowhere else, and I can't wait to ask about everything, your process, all of it. So let's just dive straight in and start kind of with your background about how, like what got you into the greeting card world? Why greeting cards? Um, It's kind of been a bit of a mixture of lots of things. So I'm a trained graphic designer. That's um, what I studied at university. So I've always had a big kind of art and design interest. And I think in my spare time, my kind of style is all about patterns and illustration and I love sending cards um I think there's something really special about putting onto paper um a message to someone I think it's a lot more personal than just a text so it's kind of just been a combination of all of that love of illustration and yeah it's all kind of come together and and that's where I am now with it I love it so you're in school for graphic design did you always have like a heart and mind for entrepreneurship or what, what kind of did you, when you went into school for graphic design, did you see yourself being an entrepreneur? Not at all. Like <laughs> could not be further from it. Um, I think I always thought, you know, I work in agencies as a graphic designer. That is what I will do. Um, and I think I've kind of just stumbled upon it. I saw, you know, so many people have a little side hustle, have something that they do and, obviously with the pandemic and everything has been so crazy this last year, I had a lot more time on my hands. So I had time to think about doing something like this. Um, but it, yeah, this was never part of the plan. It's just something I've kind of fallen into, but I'm, I'm loving it. I've, I'm the same way. I call myself an accidental entrepreneur. It was yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like so unintentional, but now that I'm in, I'm like, how could I do anything else? This is so much fun. Yeah. I love that. So I want to talk about your style. And I talk a lot about this on the podcast and on Instagram that finding a niche or finding um, just like an aesthetic that's very yours is really important, especially when you're first starting to just like build that recognition. And yours specifically, like when I see your card on a post, I know it's yours because it's just like that very unique style. So how did that style develop like was this always kind of your aesthetic or how did you get there again it was kind of a a big sort of accidental thing (laughs) um I I feel like one thing I've always struggled with is what's my style who am I as a creative and I kind of just one day realized this is my style because every time I sit down to draw something or I do something or I find a bit of work that I really like, it is this kind of geometric pattern, really intricate and and just everything. I was like, it's all the dots are kind of starting to 
get put together and yeah I kind of thought no this is my thing and when I started showing it to people they loved it the more you know I'm still developing it um constantly like even from when I started like nine months ago to now they've changed a lot so it's like a constantly evolving thing um but yeah I'm, I'm really happy that I've kind of nailed what my style is now um because like you said I I don't really see it anywhere else which is really nice mm-hmm. um, to know that when I put a card out there people are instantly like oh yeah that that's definitely one of yours because it's got that particular look Absolutely. And and what would you recommend to someone? I mean, you are a graphic designer, so you do have that art background, but yeah. just for someone who is starting in the greeting card world and wants to develop their own personal style, like how do you, how do you feel like you could recommend they get there? I, I think it's just practice. It's just the, the amount you do stuff, you kind of, you start developing as you go. And I think it's also really important to look at work that you love so whether that is greeting cards or whether it's artists or illustrators or anything, because you will start to see a pattern in, oh, these colours, I seem to always be drawn to these or, oh, I always seem to be drawn to this kind of typography. Or So I, I think it's, it's a combination of just practice, 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 do it all the time, you'll figure out what it is that you keep being drawn to and yeah, just, just loads of research. I think as well. That's such a good takeaway. I know it sounds cheesy to say follow your heart, but it's truly like follow what no, sparks. Yeah, yeah, follow what sparks your creativity. Follow the things that light you up. And that's that's how you find it. And I, I think that's that's such a great takeaway. So I would love to talk about your process of from idea to how you get the cards in someone's hands. I know that these like in behind the scenes things can be such a mystery to people when they're like, how can I do this? How do I, how do I put the pieces together? So your design process, do you design on paper? Do you design digitally? How do you get your ideas onto a card? Just walk us through the process. So this is again, something that is evolving quite a lot. So when I first started, everything was done by hand. So I would always start with pen and paper, draw something, then scan it into my computer. And that would be when I would start kind of adding colors, doing any tweaks if something had maybe gone a bit wrong on the drawing and then sending that off. But actually more and more now, because of I have a bigger range of cards and there's more stuff that I do, I do some digitally now as well. I tend to always, it's still always done by hand. So I will draw it on an iPad or whatever. So it's got that kind of hand-drawn feel to it. Um, But yeah, a lot more of it now um, comes digitally as well. Um, So yeah, it's a bit of a combination. But what I try to always keep and what I love about what I do is the hand-drawn element. It's the fact that everything is a little bit not square and it's a little bit off center and there's no perfect circles or you know so I just try to make sure that everything still has that feel to it um and then everything ends up in I use um Adobe so it all ends up in Illustrator do all the tweaks I need and then um I do a combination of some I print here and some I send off to professional printers um but yeah generally always starts off with just me doing a bit of drawing (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I That was my also exact same process. I started hand drawing on paper and then scanning yeah. and then shifted to digital. And it seems to be kind of the the journey that a lot of people go through, especially when you're scaling, because it's just quicker to do things. But that's what I also love about, I don't know, the you use Adobe or, or Procreate, whatever your drawing app is that you use. It really does keep that like handmade draw yeah. or hand drawn look, which I which I absolutely love. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so as far as starting a shop, I know that like pulling the trigger and getting an Etsy shop or starting your website, that can be a big hurdle that people have because there's just so many unknowns. Um, yeah. A lot of people are scared of shipping. A lot of people are nervous about will my card meet the customer's expectations? Like there's so many things that keep people from taking that plunge. And since you did start about nine months ago, relatively recently during this pandemic year, what would you recommend to someone who's just like, can't quite commit, can't quite take that jump? What, how, through your experience, like what have you learned is easy, not as easy, surprising, not as surprising in that journey? So I think it's, I know it's really hard to put yourself out there because I also had all those doubts about, I don't know if anyone is going to buy anything, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I actually think the more I know, the harder it is because you're kind of like, oh, there's all this stuff to think about. I almost think you just need to go for it because it's kind of that naivety of, I'm just, I'm going to start a shop. Why not? Let's just put it out there. Because now I find my to-do list is pages and pages long because I'm like, oh, I could do this. I could do that. There are all these things. Whereas at the beginning, I just saw it as, oh, I'll set up an Etsy page or, you know. So I think really the sooner you do it, actually the better because you learn so much as you go. And I think you can make it, it can seem bigger than it is. And once you actually start doing it, you're like, okay, cool. I've, I've done it now. And I mean, Etsy for me, um, personally has been brilliant because it's so easy to use. Um, and you know, obviously, yeah, I, you know, come from a more kind of technical background because I'm, you know, working on a computer all the time, but if you don't have those computer skills, it is pretty straightforward. So I, yeah, I would just say bite the bullet and go for it. Yes, I completely agree that it really is inspired action that clears the path. Like we can think about it all day long and it's good to be prepared and plan, but there's something about like learning through doing that just really speeds up the process and shrinks that timeline. I couldn't agree more with that. Um, And take it from her. She's literally walking the walk, you guys. So take that (laughs) jump today. You heard it from Jessica. So I would love to talk a little bit about your tagline, which is cards with conscience, what that means to you and what you're trying to accomplish through that mission. Yeah. So I think with my cards, I, I'm very aware of climate change and the environment and everything that's going on. And it's a really, really important issue. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, my business as small as it is, follows everything I believe in um so I wanted to make sure that all my products are as sustainable as possible and recyclable and no single-use plastic and and all this kind of thing um and actually when I first started I looked into it all and for several reasons I couldn't straight away go with for the recycled card and everything 
Um, but I have recently been able to to upgrade that. And now, I yeah, all my packaging is recyclable, biodegradable. Everything's printed on recycled card. And yeah, I think I think it's really important um, to kind of practice what you preach. And, and if there's something that you believe in, it shouldn't just stop with your personal life. It should go into your brand. And and I think a lot of people really care about it as well now. Um, so I think yeah, it's it's super important to um, to to just you know keep keep going with that. I think so too. And I think what you mentioned is such a good point that it, you can start small. You don't have to start with an entirely 100% eco-friendly, biodegradable. Like it can grow. And it's just having that intention from the start. And I, and I had this same kind of issue because I thought I will shift over to eco-friendly products once my business is big enough to afford it. Like I thought I'm going to use plastic now because it's the cheapest option, et cetera. And And I don't know if that was actually true. Like, I think I could have made some shifts earlier if I'd done more research that were affordable. Um, I am making those shifts now, but, but like I said, like she said, it can be just something so small. And this absolutely is the trend that we are seeing that people want these eco-friendly. They don't want to see single use plastic. And of course there, there's no right or wrong for your business, whatever you, you may have a different, um, heart-centered passion that maybe yours is giving back to an organization. So like we can't all do all of the things, but if your thing is eco-friendly, sustainable card making, there are definitely options. And I know I'm sure Jess would answer questions on Instagram if you had any about those kinds of things. Um, But I think, yeah, I think that's a great point that you can start small with whatever your intention is with your business. Yeah, and it actually was a lot kind of, easier to switch over than I thought it would be and I think you think it's going to be this huge thing and what are the implications of this and but actually it just you just need to do some research and look into it and and yeah it's it's really easy to do and not actually that much more expensive um than the alternatives really that you know it is more a bit more expensive but for me I was like this absolutely is what I need to be doing isn't that such a common theme with everything in entrepreneurship that we think it will be so much yeah. bigger and so much harder than it is? Um, yeah. I, I actually w- would love for you to touch on that. Like, what have you found was like a bigger challenge in your business? Was it um, starting to keep track of your finances personally? Was it shipping? Was it the production side? What was what was that thing that was kind of the sticking point for you that you've now kind of navigated? So definitely managing the finances. Um, I think, again, because when I started, I don't think I really thought it was going to take off. So I thought, no, this, you know, this is just something I'm doing. I'm, I'm not really sure. So I didn't really keep an eye on what was being spent and what was coming in. And then I suddenly was like, I need to collate all this. <laughs> now I'm in the process of doing it. Every time I buy something, it goes into a spreadsheet, a receipt goes into a folder. Every time an order comes in, that gets invoiced. And, you know, so it happens very organically now. Um, but yeah, at the time that I found really like, oh, how do I do this? Um, where do I even begin? Um, but again, once you start putting it into practice, it's not as difficult. I think the other thing that has probably been a bit of a challenge has been the the printing and the production side of knowing how 
to produce things, um, how many to order of something, if I'm getting it professionally printed, because you, you don't know how popular something's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just kind of juggling all those things. But I think the, the best way, again, really, is to just learn while you're doing it. I think you, you're never going to have the perfect like journey there's there's going to be some things that haven't gone quite right that you learn from some things that you're happy have gone a bit wrong because you're like oh actually I've discovered this other thing that's so much better now um so again I think you know it's it's all just a huge learning curve and it's all really useful stuff such a good point that (laughs) absolutely there and and like you mentioned earlier that I mean there are 10,000 things we could be doing a day to move our business forward, but choosing what we want to start with, choosing what we think is going to be that needle mover um, and just focusing on those things is one of the biggest challenges because it's exciting too, especially as you're starting a business, you're like, I want to pick and choose here. I want to try this social media page. I want to, there's so many things. And, And again, it's like, I would say, follow your creativity, follow what lights you up and start there and it will grow. So uh, yes, with finances, I think that that is such a common thought that I'm just doing this on the side and it's, you can get to a point where it starts growing a little bit more than you expect. And then you're like, wait, I have no idea where I am. (laughs) Like, I have no idea if I'm making a profit. And it's, and that's why I totally agree that it doesn't have to be big. It can just be a simple spreadsheet that is money in, money out. You can check it once a week. It doesn't have to be complicated, but starting from the beginning. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's one thing. If I could like say to anyone looking back, something I wish I'd done, finances from the off. Um, You heard it here first, everyone. I (laughs) preach this so often, but yes, she said it. If she could go back, it would be finances. I'm so glad you said that because I couldn't agree more. I had the exact same experience. I sat down with my sister about honestly a year into my business. It was a bit late. Um, and she's a financial analyst and she was like, Jesse, what are you doing? It actually like, I was in a good spot, but I just had no idea. Like I didn't, I had no touch point or pulse on how my business was doing or the health of what was going on. So agreed. You can't dive too deep into the numbers. So now that you are nine months in, you have your footing, what are some of your upcoming goals? What are you excited about moving forward with your business? Oh, I mean, there's so much I want to do. Um, and I think when I started, the the first kind of range of cards that I put out there were some letter and number cards. So they were very kind of generic, could be for any occasion. Now I've kind of developed those on and I'm a few months in. I want to develop a lot more for kind of specific occasions. Um, my Valentine's Day cards actually just arrived from the printers this morning. Oh, so can't wait to see. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely going to be all about expanding the range and focusing on yeah, lots of different occasions and just kind of continuing to develop it and see where it will go. I think I'm just open to all the opportunities and just kind of letting letting it happen um yeah so yeah so much (laughs) I love it it's just having huge goals with a loose grip I think is such a beautiful place and a sustainable place to start absolutely Jessica this has been awesome we have learned so much from you can you tell us where 
the listeners can connect with you, find your cards. And now I'll link these in the show notes, but where do you recommend they go? Yeah. So um, I've got a Facebook and Instagram page. Both of those are just just a little creative. And then my cards can be bought from Etsy. Um, I also offer, as well as all the cards that are on my Etsy page, I offer quite a bespoke personalized service where people can get cards done with names on specific dates. Um, That can all be done by just private messaging me on Facebook or Instagram. And yeah, I'm always kind of keeping my social really up to date with new designs and stuff. So yeah, follow me on there and, uh, and see what I'm up to. (laughs) Take a look, gorgeous designs, a lot of momentum happening over at Just a Little Creative. And I'm so grateful for this conversation today. I know that there are a lot of takeaways that people are going to love in this episode. So I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Uh, Thanks so much, Jess. Thank you. 